One of the key ingredients to constantly being successful in life is the ability to move forward. And that is the same whether you're winning or losing, which sounds kind of odd, but a lot of times people are winning and they just kind of rest. They stop. They think, oh, I achieved this one thing and I don't have to move forward. But that is where you start to lose your direction of who you are, or maybe even having that notion to do something completely different and starting over. And you might feel like you're stuck in a rut or even Somebody who's super successful, whether it's just somebody famous, somebody rich, somebody owns a company, starts a company, whatever, and you look at the end product sometimes and think, oh, I could never do that, or it's just amazing who they are. But when you really think about it's a process for everyone that everyone goes through, it's a little simpler to understand. And sometimes whether we're winning or losing, we get stuck either we lost something and we can't get our heads out of it, or we think we're just so good we don't have to do anything else. And today we're going to talk about two different two-word sentences that always propel you forward no matter what. Because if you want to have a truly successful life, that notion of always moving forward is something you have to have ingrained in you. And these two simple sentences will help you out with that. We're going to talk about that right now. It's time for the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stress, and I know whether you're starting a small business, you're a solopreneur, or a leader in a large company, you need to collaborate with people. I want to help you make those collaborations fulfilling, productive, and as profitable as possible. So every Monday morning, we'll drop a new podcast episode to do just that. So let's get into today's discussion. Hey, welcome in everybody. I hope everybody had an amazing week last week. So in this episode, we're going to talk about the two two word sentences that propel you forward, no matter if you're winning or losing. So today we'll explore reasons and stories why people do not move forward either after losing or failing at something, or even if you've reached an amazing goal. What I find so interesting is that whether you're winning or losing, Moving on to the next thing requires the exact same process. You know, many people fail at something and let's face it, none of us is, have succeeded at everything we've ever tried. And if you have, well, you're probably not trying to do enough things if you just winning at every little thing. And when we lose, many people do what John Maxwell says and they make a monument to that loss. We just never seem to get past that event and that makes it a monument you constantly uh, visiting that monument before you do anything. Or how about that one person that's accomplished one big thing and never let you forget it? Now, there are some amazing things you can do. You can win the Nobel Prize, Super Bowl, or maybe something a little less high level like a high school state championship or something like that. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some amazing accomplishments that you can do. Get into an amazing school, get into grad school, all those kinds of things, a promotion at work. But you can't rest on them. And there are two two-word sentences that will keep you moving forward because it's simply not healthy to stay in a place feeling like a failure and people constantly telling you about how awesome they are at this one thing. I mean, that's it's almost as annoying as when people tell you that they're, they're, everything's all lost and they're never going to get anywhere. That same person who's just bragging all the time about the one thing is just as tiring. So first, there's no 
greater teacher than actually doing something. I mean, you can read about something all day long, get a high level degree and become a quote unquote expert, but you really learn when you do something, whether it's starting a small company or starting a podcast like this. I mean, there's many things I learned. Um, I didn't take any kind of uh, podcast academy. And of course, you know, when I uh, Google just some things like recording software, of course, advertisements showed up in my Facebook feed almost immediately. But by doing them, by recording and learning, if you go back and listen to a couple of the recordings that I've had in the early stages, they're, they're not quite as clean as this one and still have a lot more to learn. Or maybe you're competing in something you've never done before. You're going to train in a marathon or become a, a bodybuilder or do something completely different. You can read about things all you want, but until you start doing them, that's where the real lessons come into play. There is nothing stronger than actually doing something. And there's many um, stories you can look at to those who overcame adversity in life and wound up doing what they were meant to do. Sarah Blakely was selling fax machines before creating Spanx, which is now a multi-billion dollar company. She found a product that solved a lot of problems that a lot of people wanted. But before that, she was selling fax machines. I mean, just imagine yourself trying to sell fax machines. What kind of making a career out of that? Could you be inspired by that? Or, or maybe it's just the process of selling and you just love that kind of thing. But try, imagine trying to get fired up over selling fax machines and you know, wondering what conversations did she have with herself during those days of trying to sell a fax machine? You know, Jim Carrey, the comedy legend, star of many movies known by untold millions all around the world. Do you know after his very first stand-up routine, he was booed off the stage? I mean, imagine attempting your dream job of being booed for your performance. I mean, think about all the things that probably went into creating whatever he was going to say, tell whatever jokes he was going to say. Think about the preparation and the excitement in booed. And how many of us how many of us would just give up after that? Thankfully for our entertainment, he didn't give up. Did you know Katy Perry dropped out of high school and was actually singing gospel? She was actually dropped by three different record labels before having a successful album in the pop industry. Imagine if she just gave up on her dreams, but she kept going. And I can't imagine a person on the planet who does not know who Bill Gates is once he convinced Xerox to let him use the platform Windows, which they developed, a lot of people don't know Xerox did, and then convinced IBM to let him put Windows on all their computers since IBM IBM thought people were interested in hardware instead of software. Bill Gates built his legendary company. But, and how many, um, how wrong was IBM for not thinking software was where it was what mattered? But that's all another story. The first company Bill Gates and his partners started called Trafo Data. The company was about traffic data, which operated from 1974 to 1980 and lost thousands of dollars. And how many people fail at their first attempt at creating a company and it's really just a mindset of how do you keep going of just not losing up after or losing and giving up after that first company failed. The movie Carrie starring Sissy Spacek is a horror film classic. The question is, was it successful because the author Stephen King or was it Stephen King's wife? You see, the book, long before it became a movie, actually lived in a garbage can for a short time. After writing it, Stephen King himself thought the book was so horrible, he threw it out. He literally threw it out. And his wife, who watched him spend endless hours writing, rewriting, agonizing over it, took the book back out of the trash. And the rest, they say, is history. And convinced him to get it published, and it really 
really launched his amazing and historic literary career, made him a household name, and made him a king. And yes, I'm using air quotes. Stephen King is the king of horror stories. <laughs> See what it did there? And lastly, you know, Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, but he joked about his failure saying, I just found 10,000 ways that it didn't work. So the one thing I would say is that if the one thing you're desperately trying to do doesn't work means you failed for life, it probably will. If you are that wrapped up in this one thing doesn't work, my life is over, the chances are that's exactly what will happen. The real question is, does it really end your life or at least your professional life? I mean, are you really telling me you've never failed and then started over? And yeah, I get it. Some things are way harder to fail at than others. Obviously, if you were going through something major like a divorce or being fired from a company that you thought was your dream job or something like that, or you trained for years and years and years and years, um, as they say, you don't win the silver medal, you lose the gold medal. I understand all that, but it doesn't mean that's where it ends. And um, those are great stories of people that overcame odds and made it happen. They will forever have that mindset in their heads. And if they failed tomorrow, they would be able to start again. They would be able to do something else. It's like Lee Greenwood's song, God Bless the USA, where he sings about, you know, as long as you have your freedom, you can do the things you want to do. Even if you had to start everything over completely again, if you just had the ability to start over, you could and you do. So what about pivoting? You know, Shirley Temple, the amazing child actor from the golden age of Hollywood cinema, um, she could have retired from showbiz, which she did, um, and just enjoyed the fruits of her labor. She was already pretty much a legendary actress. I mean, at that age, being able to act the way she was acting and dancing the way she was dancing and doing it with the, I mean, just very cream of the crop of Hollywood. But instead, later in life, she actually became a, a UN delegate and an ambassador to Ghana and then Czechoslovakia. I mean, who, who would have thought that? Um, Christy Yamaguchi, you know, she won America's Hearts as a, as a championship figure skater. And obviously, you can't compete in sports forever and certainly not at that level. But instead of coaching, which typically most people in a, in a major sport would do, she became something totally different. She became a fashion designer. And, uh, you know, recently I was watching the movie Apollo 13. What a great movie of, of loss and triumph. You know, the astronauts, all they were talking about was going to the moon, walking on the moon is historic. Even today it would be, even though it's something we've already accomplished, it, it's it's extremely rare. I mean, think of how many people live on the planet and how many people have walked on the moon. Um, it's a very little thing. But then when things went wrong, all they just wanted to do was live. And then the whole movie pivoted to, hey, we just got to get these guys home. But what really reminded me about the pivoting was at the very end of the movie where Jim Lovell, who's played by Tom Hanks, tells the audience about every major player in the film between the astronauts and everybody at NASA and all that, what they went on to do later even though that was rallying the whole world together that they were able to come home safe and sound. And it's what about failing all together um, and then just staying in that realm? So remember the reality show, John and Kate plus eight? You know, the show almost fell apart after John. Well, he basically fell apart. But Kate pivoted kept the show with the eight kids and kept the show going. And But John, you know, he went from being famous and having money, which didn't agree with him, I guess, and wound up installing solar panels, being a restaurant server, DJing, cooking at TGI Fridays. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with those jobs, but they're not career destinations. And how do you go from, I guess, quote unquote, finally making something of yourself or making something and then doing those things. How about one hit wonders? And let me apologize in advance because I know if I say some of these things, it's going to be in your head for a little while, but here it goes. You know, how about the song by Carl Douglas where everyone was kung fu fighting? Or perhaps you could follow the band Wild Cherry's advice 
and play that funky music, white boy. Or who could forget Wright said Fred when he said, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Again, I'm sorry for that. And I'm sure these songs will leave your head in a few hours. But it does make me wonder, if you can make it once, why can't you make it again or do something different that's kind of as successful as that? What holds people back from moving forward? A couple things, pretty obvious. Do you think the risk is higher than the rewards so that you give up. Maybe you just don't have the patience to see it through. Sometimes it's hard to really know when it's been enough, especially when everybody else is telling you it's been enough and move on or you're not making anything of yourself or you're not winning. Can you stomach learning 10,000 ways not to do something and then just keep doing something? But I'll tell you, one of the things I have learned is that self-doubt kills more dreams than failure ever could. I mean, when you think about it, if you haven't achieved something, why wouldn't you try it? You already haven't done it. So what's the worst thing that can happen? You're still not going to be doing it. You're still not there. So where are you right now versus where do you want to be? And if you don't try it, don't move forward, don't attempt things, you're still going to be where you are. You're not necessarily going to lose. And I can promise you, every person you look toward right now that is successful and famous and doing all those things, they started not doing those things. Again, Rutherford B. Hayes will tell you, president, long gone, so he can't tell you, but is quoted that every expert was once a beginner. So I think we've talked enough examples about winning and pivoting and about one giving up. And I know they're all famous, but it's the same story you see playing out with your friends and your family members and colleagues. We all know someone in each one of these categories. And right now, probably the most contested presidential election of modern history is occurring. And some people think, depending on who wins, that their life is forever altered. And sure, you can be disappointed if your candidate doesn't win. But here's the thing, regardless of who does win, you know, successful people who have success successful behaviors will continue to be successful. I mean, that's just a fact. As I always say, your success really hinges on your daily behaviors and decisions. And so be be depressed all you want. Well, you know, depressed is the right word. Disappointed, upset. And I get that. But it's really still up to you on how your, your life turns out or how things go. Um, just simply because of something that happened. And, and the people who are doing the opposite, the people who think great things are just going to happen, they don't have to do anything for they're going to continue not to get anywhere. So here's the way you can continuously move forward. And it's the same if you're wildly successful or just failing at something. And this might sound a little bit morbid, but three of the things you have to do before you get to the two two word sentences that will always propel you forward is you have to have an autopsy, a eulogy, and then a funeral. The only difference is are you putting the word the word success or failure in front of it? Can't rest on one win and ever change as a person. And yes, even if you win the lottery, I know what you're thinking, never going to work again, never going to do this, never going to do that. But what are you going to do if you win the lottery? You're just going to sit in your gigantic mansion with all that money and not do anything. You're going to do something and you're going to change as a person. Or even if you have failed miserably at something, this also works. Again, John Maxwell says, don't make a monument out of a failure. So number one, the autopsy. Truly understand what worked or what failed and document it, like really investigate all the causes so you can either repeat the good stuff or never do the bad stuff again. Really dissect everything that's happened so you can repeat or not do what has happened. And I really do mean document it. Talk about people who journal, people who write things down. I would, you know, even on a notepad versus typing it out is even better. The second thing is having that eulogy. Now, this might seem a little bit weird, but 
and, and this you can you can do in your brain. You're not actually delivering a eulogy to someone, but by creating a eulogy of the win or loss, it makes you think how it made you feel about the win or the loss. So you think about if you were actually giving a eulogy about something or somebody, I should say, not something. What are the kinds of things you'd be saying? They'd be talking about how how the the, the feelings of what they did. And, and by the way, here here's another note. Every day you are personally living your eulogy based on what you're doing, how you're behaving, how you're treating people, what you're working toward. That's Those are the kinds of things people are going to talk about when you finally go, and we're all going to finally go. But now you have the reasons from the autopsy and the feelings from the eulogy. Now, the third thing here is to go ahead and have the funeral because you have to lay it to rest. Again, whether you are successful at something or you failed at something, you have to lay it to rest. It's okay to think about it from time to time, but you got to let it go. It's a nice memory that pops into your head every once in a while. Something makes you think about it. That's okay. Just like if you had a funeral of a person, it should be a celebration of life and it's okay to be thinking about that person from time to time, but you can't just spend the rest of your days mulling over it. So now what if you're stuck? What if you can't seem to move past this point? So here it is. Here's the the first of the two word sentences. And that is, now what? And it can be a sentence or a statement or just a pondering of whether you won something or lost something, it's over. So now what? And you should ask it as a question and then say it as a statement. What's next? Dan Gable, who coached University of Iowa wrestling for decades back in the 1900s, as I like to say, 72 Olympic gold medalist in wrestling. He was also undefeated in high school, lost one match in college. He always talked about celebrating when they raised his hand at the end of a win. And from that from that time until the time he walked off the mat, and then it was on to the next thing. Now, that might be a little extreme, but you've got to put a time limit on your funeral on your win or on your loss. Enjoy your celebration. You should. It's an accomplishment. But then you got to move on and ask yourself, now what? What did you learn? How did it make you feel? Let's set it down. Let's lay it to rest and let's move on. Um, And you got to answer this, but it's also a freeing thought that allows you to create your next vision, which as I always say is a dream with a purpose. And the second two word sentence that builds on your now what is what if. Remember Edison's 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb? Well, if he tried this or if he tried that, obviously he figured it out. He may have not have said those exact words of now what or what if, but he definitely did something different. So if you know, you're trying to decide what to do next, what's your next step? What do you what do you really want to do? Even if you think you know, explore your options. So grab a notepad and write the words now what on the top left side of the page. Draw a line down the middle of the page. And on the right side, write what if. Then just start writing. See where it goes. Whether you're already wildly successful or trying something um, new, trying to get started in life, this will propel you forward every time. So sharpen your pencil and get busy because you're never failing if you're always moving forward. Thank you so much for joining me for another show. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and start up your own discussions on the topic of the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And check out the links in the show notes and give us a rating so we know how we're doing and five stars would be pretty sweet. So until next week, remember, you know you have to get work done with other people, but how you get done work with other people is entirely up to you.